today on the news and why it matters. And the Iranian missile likely shot down the Ukrainian plane by mistake, says a new report. Also, impeachment. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is definitely going to send those articles of impeachment over really soon or something. Uh, We've got a lot to get into and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stuber Gear, back on the show. Mm-hmm. He was, like, I don't know, protesting or something mm-hmm. and not, <laughs> not appearing on the show. And Fighting for workers' rights. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, Jason Buttrell. And also his maiden voyage on the show. We've got Yaku Boyens in the house. He is a filmmaker and president and founder of Share Together. Thank you for being here. Thank you, all of you. I, I'm, I'm honored to be at the round table. Well, I got to tell you, I was so excited when I, I had no idea that Yaku lived in, in the DFW area. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you uh, live here? Oh, my God. Good things are close to DFW. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, we got a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So uh, you never know when some sort of emergency or disaster is going to strike. I think uh, we were listening to Yaku's life story. I think he knows a little bit about that. You never know when some sort of disaster or emergency or something could happen and you're going to need some sort of food supply. And you can't wait until that disaster happens because then it's too late. So my Patriot Supply has emergency food kits. I'm not a prepper. I know the guy who sometimes sits over here in the chair (laughs) Stu is sitting in is a crazy prepper. I'm not a prepper, but everyone should have two to three weeks minimum of some sort of emergency food, right? Yeah, and my Patriot Supply, you can just get it all at once in like one box. That's what I have. I'm not yeah. a big prepper either, but I've got the got the couple weeks of food. It's in one box, easy to store. It's there when you need it. Yeah, so you can get a two-week food kit right now. You can save 40% just this week. You got to go to preparewithglenn.com. Save 40%. It's breakfast, lunch, dinner, Easy, like Stu said, it's in one box, easy storage. I think it lasts like 25 years. So we've got you covered. Preparewithglenn.com. Go there now if you do not have emergency food. Don't wait until it's too late. Uh, So that missile, we talked about it yesterday on the show. We covered it on the show. Uh, The missile that hit the the Ukrainian plane, yeah, it was actually apparently an Iranian missile that, I mean, you got to think someone in the heat of the moment is like, I, uh, we don't know, what do we do? You hit a button on accident. And uh, that is what the Pentagon has reportedly said happened. Stu, what are your thoughts? It seems like all the intelligence is lining up on the fact that it was Iran that shot it down. Um, I mean, Iraqi intelligence yeah. are and mm-hmm. the Pentagon has Western, yeah, uh, which com- Canada. Oh, right. No, Canada which, is a big one because 63 Canadians were on the plane. Yeah. Right. Which, uh, I mean, really kind of lends to why they were saying, uh, yeah, we, we're not going to turn over the black box. Yes. I mean, when they said that, you're like, okay, okay why are you not going to do that? A, I mean, it's a terrible tragedy, first of all, um, but it, as, as, it, as it relates to everything else going on, I mean, it's just another massive complication. I mean, if you're in the middle of, you're, in the, you're a Canadian citizen, um, you're dealing with 63 people dead, um, uh, not to mention if you happen to be, like no one's even mentioning Ukraine, where the flight was going. Right. God only mat- you knows how, how many people were on there um, that were Ukrainian and from, from all over the world. It's completely unacceptable. Like, I mean, I, oopsies are oopsies, but when you kill 160, 170 people, um, you know, that is uh, it's a, it's sort of a different level. Um, you know, 
I'm fascinated by the response by some in the media and some on the left who are who are kind of giving this take of like, oh, this needless confrontation leads to 160 uh, people lost in this tragedy. It's like, well, first of all, it's not a needless conversa- uh, confrontation. Mm-hmm. They were killing our people by the hundreds uh, when yeah. it comes to our soldiers. And secondarily, like it's not just some passing uh, tragedy. This is Iran, this this nation that, you know, you are seemingly defending all a, a little too often in their leadership. Um, who's responsible for taking down a bunch of innocent people who had no place in this conflict whatsoever. This is not, it's not uh, the fault of the conflict. It's the fault of Iran, and they deserve all the blame. Yeah, and if I, if I can, it's too, just historically, I mean, decades, mm-hmm. targeting Americans. And this, is not, this all just comes to a head, but it's, it's a trigger-happy situation. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, it's in the height of the conflict and in the hour, in the moment, and something's in the sky mm-hmm. and, you know, Guy hits a button, and, and there goes a commercial airliner. But it's multiple, multiple nations involved. Yeah, and it's an airliner from the Ukraine flying across international territory with international people on board. So it's a disaster. But it's at the hands of, of the Iranians. This is not the president or the conflict in that moment. I stand with you. This, this is just you know a culmination, and also again shows you competency. Mm-hmm. Here, our commander in chief stands down the following day, has great advice. You know, and, and does it responsibly. And in the heat of the moment, one of their soldiers, or by command or not, shoots down a commercial airliner. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just a stark contrast between the two nations and how things are run also. You know, yeah. it, it's, it speaks volumes to me. Jason, I can't grasp why planes were not grounded. Yeah. How, why did they have a plane even take off right then at that moment. And, and, and not just uh, from Iran. The Iranians should have, should have halted all air right. traffic in the yeah. area as well. But, but so should the Ukrainians. Yeah. Um, the FAA did it for U.S. planes. Ukraine could have done that for their planes. Ever, there was all kinds. I think a, many of the Gulf states uh, around there, are tur- not Gulf states, but like Turkey and a few other, they were all you know, having planes going in and out, which is just insane. Um, I've been, I was very skeptical about this at first. I just didn't want to jump to conclusions. Um, but I've been in the, you know, the, there's a Telegram channel that Iranian dissidents will send information out. And they started sending out pictures of the debris. So people were going out there and they were taking pictures. And there were shrapnel uh, marks all over this, uh, this aircraft. And um, that, which it, it looks exactly like from a military nerd perspective. That's exactly what the Russian SA-15 would do. It goes up and it explodes right, you know, in, right before it makes impact and shreds the plane with shrapnel. And you can see that all over. Well, just recently, I think I tweeted this out about an hour ago, another video came out that shows a missile going at high rate of speed that looks like it's the trajectory and velocity um, coming from the ground hitting the, the plane. That right there is the smoking gun, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So I have very high confidence yeah, in all that happening. In your opinion. Yeah. In your opinion. All right, James. <laughs> um, so, yes. So that's what's happening. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because it's this. they could own up to this fairly easily. Yeah. We've shot down a commercial airliner by, by mistake. Many people, many countries have it. It's tragic. Mm-hmm. Own up to it and then deal with it with their families and with those governments. And then it, it would go away. That's not what they're doing. Satellite imagery is coming out now where there's bulldozers all over those areas because they are not only refusing to turn over the black boxes, but they're also what appears to be they're bulldozing those areas hiding and getting evidence. rid of hiding evidence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're covering this up and they're, they're concocting this story. So in this cover up, I think could give the Trump administration some leverage going forward. It gives them leverage to say, OK, 
Now do you really like that JCPOA? We've been telling you to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come back in on the sanctions with us? Because now you can push, push say, Trudeau to say, how about those sanctions? Yeah. Or you can push, you know, other nations that, that, that were involved or that don't want to see this type of behavior, you know, you know continue on in, in mm-hmm. the future. So they put themselves, it's, and again, all in their doing in a very, very shaky you know, position going forward. Yeah. Uh, Yaku, I saw earlier Chris Matthews had uh, likened the killing of Soleimani to if someone had killed Elvis Presley <laughs> over here in the United States. Uh, what, what are your thoughts yeah, yeah, on did, that? Did he ask the Iranian citizens whether that was their Elvis Presley or not? You know, come on. I mean, we're talking about a guy that is known to target Americans, that was conspiring, that was, and look, Kudos for our intelligence community now that's actually operating, it's working, right? We're getting intelligence ahead of the game and we're informing our commander-in-chief. Like that, that, you can't take comments like that seriously. I mean, anybody that actually pays attention, it's one of those comments where you go, okay, obviously, ignorant, dismiss, let's go have a real conversation. Because star contra Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, you know, united music for the world, and here you have a mass terrorist and guy killing people. I yeah. don't think Elvis was killing people, right? Well, so. right. Whoa, 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 let's not jump to conclusions. So <laughs> if it comes out, he's an international terrorist. Then, mm. that, then that analogy makes sense. Well, it's yeah. just, it's so frustrating to me, <laughs> right? Stu, because <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I, can't, I have heard the argument, well, I mean, but to the people of Iran, I mean, he was revered and he was this, and it's like, well, you're, I mean, you're our mainstream media, and you're kind of leaving out a lot of context here. Yeah, yeah. well, look, a a large chunk of our mainstream media there entirely exist to try to make the president look bad and take down his presidency. I mean, uh, you know, that's just blatantly clear at this point. Not everybody. You know, some people did some good reporting on this. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a lot of really uh, ideologically um, powered analysis. And when you come to a thing like this, and this is, you know, so in some ways, points like the Elvis thing. Are, are a good sign for Donald Trump because yes. if you have to get that ridiculous Absolutely. to criticize him, yes. you realize that this thing has been basically an A-plus so far. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, if we could have gone back in time and say, okay, well, they've attacked us uh, and killed an American, we're going to go back and get uh, a, a very high-value target, someone who's killed hundreds of U.S. troops, and the the, the retribution for that will be basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, if that continues, and it's you know we don't know what's going to happen from proxy groups and such still from, but as it stands right now, I mean this has worked out better than anyone could have expected. And it, you can't just go on mainstream media and say you know what Donald Trump did a good job with this. That's just not part. It's not. It, it wouldn't even translate. I think all the cameras would just shut down. Yeah. It would be like yeah. you know uh, like a, a vampire seeing their reflection. <laughs> like it would just everything sure. would just yeah. yeah like they can, they're not capable of but it. So they have to go something. It, it's level. It's reached the level of desperation now on, on, on the mainstream media and the left where they will throw pasta at the wall and hope mm-hmm. it sticks. I mean, they'll throw Elvis yeah. at you. They, they'll come and play. <laughs> <laughs> they'll play in your heartstrings. Man, they may throw Barney at us next week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, look, it's Barney. desperation mode. No, but it's, it's where we're at. Yeah. And some of the topics we're discussing today, they're obviously in a corner. They know it. And it is just how do we defame this guy? And they're trying anything possible. And it is playing out pretty well for the administration. It is hilarious, though, because they, they blamed, uh, they blamed, like what you said, they blamed Trump for Iranians shooting down a Ukrainian airliner. Sure. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Trump, for that one. Like, <laughs> yeah. wait, how does that work? And then, exactly. and then, they, and then you were mentioning, we're not really sure what those like, proxy forces are going to do. They, they came out today and said, yeah, the regular army and milita- Iranian military standing down, our proxies will go back to doing what they were doing. So they've already confirmed that. So basically, the exact same thing that they were doing before since... Yeah. 
1979. <laughs> They're going to continue yeah. doing the same yeah. thing. But then again, they said, thanks a lot, Trump. Absolutely. Regardless of what happens, it's because Trump did something. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they really do go back to what they did before. Because the one thing that you can say about this is Trump set a red line. Like he said, no more American lives. It, you, you, even in from proxies, we know it's you. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they come on, they're going to do their little damage here and there. I mean, vandalism and things will occasionally blow up. But when you get to a point where they're actually going after American citizens, it seems like Trump has said no, no yeah. more. We've been dealing with this and giving you this sort of half response for a very long time. And this is over. And this is the thing is I actually think they're going to be more measured. Of course, they're going to do their stuff. They're going to do their damage. But I think they're going to be more measured in making sure, just like the missile strike, making sure there's no you yeah. know, lives lost because they do. They and, know and they, they were do. so calculated about that. right? We're, we're going to show you. We're going to fight back. We're going to make sure we don't actually <laughs> aggravate you so you come after us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think it's going to get interesting. And it all depends on what happens in Iraq. Do, do our troops stay? Do they leave? You know, because they're going to have to start fighting other battles in their territory. These groups are going to have to start taking focus off of America because if our troops leave, their attention is going to move towards Iraq and vice versa. And in the Middle East, it's going to become a different climate. So we'll, yeah, I agree with you. We'll see. But you never know. Evil breeds evil. And it's unpredictable. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I had someone uh, on Twitter, which I know it's a cesspool, so I shouldn't pay attention <laughs> to anything. But they were like, well, President Trump was the aggressor and we should be thanking Iran for yeah. responding so softly. What? Okay. I was like, weren't the That's, that's you everywhere. That's what everyone's saying. They're trying to. They're trying to live in this world. They're taking this where one when moment. When we responded right. by killing Osama. No backstory. Osama. So, yeah, no backstory. They're not talking no about context. that. The, why, well, why did we do that? Right. Exactly. Oh, because right. an American yes. citizen was killed, and the emb- and the embassy was raided and burned. Right. Yes. How, are you, how can you leave that out? That. Just discard that. Just yeah. discard that. Minor details. History starts Intelligence today. community, you know, <laughs> discard anything our intelligence community gave our administration. Let's just move with... Oh, right. Not to yeah. mention the imminent attack that was about to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we haven't seen the proof of that, Jason. Uh, all right. When we come back, we have more on impeachment. Apparently, there's, it's supposed to start next week. I don't know. We were enjoying not having to pay attention to it. We've got much more. Stay tuned. <laughs> That's in every single thing now. They're like... Hey, Happy New Year uh, to you guys who have discovered Keeps hair loss treatment. I say Happy New Year because you are well on your way to keeping the hair you have. And, oh, by the way, 66% of men will even experience hair regrowth with Keeps. Yeah, you get it back. Losing your hair, it's, all right, it's not fun. I get it. It's weird. You don't want to go to the doctor because I know you men, you don't go to the doctor anyway for anything. You never want to go to the doctor. All right. You can do something about it from the comfort of your own home. You can go to keeps.com slash why. Uh, They offer the generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. And it's generic, so it's going to save you a lot of money. Uh, You can go to Keeps.com, you answer a few questions, take a couple pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and get you on the right treatment. It is shipped directly to your door. You can go to Keeps.com, that is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Y to get your first order of hair loss treatment. 50% 50% off. Yeah, that's right. I said 50% off. I told you Happy New Year at the beginning of this. You didn't believe me. Keeps.com slash Y. Go get you some keeps for 50% off. Uh, before we move on to impeachment, 
our good friend, a uh, member of the squad, Ilan Omar, oh. uh, during a Democrat-held press conference on Wednesday, uh, Ilan Omar claimed that talking about the conflict with Iran is uh, just making her feel ill and uh, really triggering her PTSD. Watch. Thank you, Ro. Um, I feel ill a little bit um, because of of everything that is taking place and I think every time I hear about com I hear of conversations around war I find my myself um, being stricken with uh, PTSD um, and I I find peace knowing that I I serve um, with great advocates for for peace and uh, and people who have shown courage against war uh, not pictured here also is during that same press conference when she was behind uh, Sheila Jackson Lee and visibly laughing and yeah. joking with her colleagues. That yeah. seems like a really weird reaction to PTSD, Yako. Yeah, you know, I wonder. You, you've got Representative Omar claiming PTSD in her job so hard. I wonder what we say to a guy like Dan Crenshaw. Mm. Saw battle, lost his eye, mm. serving the American people, not... not saying, hey, I can't do my job because it's just too tough, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and we should ask Representative Omar how the students at the University of Minnesota feels for some of our policies around that campus, the PTSD that they're going under for some of the things she's doing in her territory. So uh, it's that little splinter in the eye before you call out the other guys, you know, log in his eye. So no, come on. We, we've got incredible men and women that serve this country in our House and Senate that have served this nation, that have all seen combat. They're warriors and heroes, and, and that is a sympathy play, yeah. 100%. She's so full of crap, she man. Is. Not only does, did it come out when she's laughing and then trying to act like she's do totally destroyed over just the mere word of war, right. but she was also talking about, and this, I, this was hilarious, this is when you pick your television up and you throw it on the floor and then bounce the on it. Off yeah, the off the balcony. <laughs> um, where she was like talking about how sanctions are also an act of war. Oh, yeah. She doesn't sure. believe in that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. girl, um, you support BDS. BDS. What does that right? stand for? <laughs> I don't think she, actually, I don't think she knows. Yeah. She, she just knows that it's all about getting them Jews, so she's all about it. But oh, she yeah, never yeah. even bothered yeah, to learn exactly. about the. As long as it's anti-Semitic, she's happy. Oh know? my so, god! Yeah, the PTSD about around that. You, know, you, should, you should go spend some time there and ask those students. <laughs> Stu, what are your quick thoughts on that? Yeah, the PTSD thing's a little weird. There's actual, you know, the guy that was killed. Uh, this whole conflict you're talking about killed 600 troops. Well, that's and that's, named how many thousands? She has PTSD because he's gone. Oh, right. I know. And that's like kind of odd. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, she has gone through a lot of stuff in yes. her life, yes. right? Like sure. she came from Somalia. She appeared yes. in a Maroon 5 video. Really terrible things. <laughs> um, so and that could be what she was referring to. Like, Probably. Sure. It could be that. Adam, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to impeachment. Uh, Nancy Pelosi said today that she is, I don't know, probably going to send over the articles of impeachment soonish. We're not really sure. Watch. No, I'm not holding them indefinitely. I'll send them over when I'm ready. And that will probably be soon. I just, you know, he said, if you don't send them over, I'm going to pass the Mexico-U.S.-Canada trade agreement. Okay. Uh, but, uh, no, we, we, we want to see what they're willing to do. Hmm. Stu, <laughs> what, what is the master plan here? Uh, I don't. It's really been handled 
terribly. I mean, I, I don't. This, there was this like sort of narrative that she was this mad, master sort of strategy person mm-hmm. that she could always figure these things out, and she had her pulse finger on the pulse of everybody. And it's like I don't see it at all. Um, I will say the one scary thing we should point out here uh, is that if Nancy Pelosi is that excited about the U.S. Uh, Mexico trade agreement, <laughs> it might not be that good a thing. Uh, just gonna throw that one out there. I'm a little nervous about that. Uh, but you know, this is this, this is becoming your farm bill for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, bottom line here is that um, it it she, uh, it's bizarre because if she she was to bring this over at this point. If you're the Republicans, why I, I, why not hold on to it at least until just 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 start the thing like two days before uh, Iowa? Like yeah, make all these the uh, senators. Yeah, yeah, not even like I mean, it's just at this point you're just inconveniencing the Democrats. I don't know why she's waiting. Um, it's strange, but like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Cory Booker, as if he was still kind of running. Um, none of these people can go campaign. Amy Klobuchar can't go campaign while this trial is going on. And you're, you're handing this to Mitch McConnell. He can just really, really ruin their uh, potential chance at winning this thing. Um, so I, I, I'm surprised that she's doing this, but I, I don't... It doesn't seem like she knows where she's going with it. Oh, I, I think it, I think it's a gamble. I think it's the gamble that they've been playing uh, for a little while now where they know they don't have a case. They know this is going nowhere. And they want to be able to say, look, we had all this information because all the people on their side are, are completely convinced anyway. Mm-hmm. So they want to say, look, we had all this information, but they obstructed it once it got to the Senate. They did not give it a fair, you know, an honest look. So they're like, okay, so th- that's why we withheld it. We, you know, we wanted, we had our demands. We wanted them to do certain things. They refused. We went ahead and sent it. This is what we expected all along. You know, a, a sham trial, basically. And I think that's why they're threatening to call more witnesses, right? Yeah. Because it's like, well, we had a smoking gun. No, you did not. You called your best first. It failed it felt miserably. And, and I, I agree with you, Stu, 100%. I don't think she has any idea how to move forward, where she's at. I think they, they're treading water mm-hmm. at this point. And, and, and it is actually playing into the hands of Mitch McConnell, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because it's delaying it. It looks so bad. The American people are so over this thing. I get calls from South Africa, from, <laughs> from London, family members of mine saying, you guys do understand this is good for you, right? <laughs> no, they see it. The outside, where they see through it. It's a sham. You know, This thing is so transparent. So I, I with you, I think she's... She's in over her head on this one. It feels like it's 12 news cycles ago. I mean, like, I don't even know people it's what, you remember what it's, it's about. It's tired. Yeah. It's tired. It Absolutely. Well, and to your point, uh, Yaku, there is a report that is now out that Democrats really are. They want to now go back to the House and subpoena additional witnesses, John Bolton, namely. Yeah. They want to subpoena him. And it's like, well, wh- where was all this subpoena talk and going to the courts and doing all this? Where was that when you were doing the actual investigation? Right. How, can you even want to do over? I know the impeachment rules are kind of weird or kind of vague in the Constitution anyway, but can you even do that? Can they you can. They've broken can. so many rules. Yeah. Too. yeah. It's true. Yeah. But they can go back. The House can, you know, first of yeah. all, controls the whole thing. Yeah. But secondly, um, they after can, the articles have been drafted they and can, sent. They can, they can do more at any time. Yeah. I mean, they can add to it. They can do whatever they want. Um, and they haven't sent them yet, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they could go back and, and, and start another inquiry and, and go through that and, and call Bolton, which is, you know, like the reason they're not doing that, it's, it's hard to understand that either, right? Yeah, like, because sure. like he's saying he, he will testify at least to the Senate, why wouldn't you go back and do it if you're gonna if you're gonna delay this? Uh, I, I call him. Yeah, I mean, call him. Why not? Like, make him come. Who knows what's gonna happen? You at least try they, it. So we know if, if so if they did that, then John Bolton would say, "Yeah, I'm gonna come in." The Trump administration would say, "No, you're not." Then would they do what they did before and just say, "Okay, fine, he's obstructing," or would they do their job and would they, would they actually go to the court? Well, he's saying 
um, Bolton is now saying that he would testify. So it's not it's not up to Trump. It's up to Bolton. Um, however, like he's got two sides saying but tr- uh, Trump can can Trump can't stop him from doing it. Like, for example, like he didn't want Fiona Hill to be testifying either. But she did. Yeah. Um, you know, they could make the choice on it. Um, it's just a matter of he was trying to be deferential to the executive branch before and saying, like, let the courts decide if you want me to go. If the courts say I should go, I'll go. He's now saying I've looked at all the evidence. and I think uh, the courts would tell me to go. So I will I'll just do it. Mm. All right. Back in a minute. It's, it's, it's weird, though, because they could just they don't need to wait for the Senate. Right? Yaku, before we go into overtime, tell everyone where they can find out more about your organization, Share Together, and let them know a little bit about it. Yeah, please go to sharetogethernow.org or anything on socials that's going to finally lead you there, push you there. But we fight sex trafficking, right, and, and in America, and we fight for American families, and we fight for life in the womb and out of the womb. And we fight for family and getting dads back home. So anything that's family, right? Bringing the family unit back together because I believe that's how we fix culture. Mm. It starts in the home. Yeah. These conversations need to get back. I'm a father. It needs to get back into the house. And that's where our children need to know where, where their value and their worth is. Mm. Amen. All right. We have got more coming up in overtime. Make sure you go to blazetv.com to catch it. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Yaku, we were just talking off air about your organization and about sex trafficking. And um, do you find that... People just kind of want to bury their heads in the sand when it comes to this because this really is an epidemic and we don't hear about it, I feel, as often as we should. No, 100 percent. They want to. And also people, parents push parenting, you know, the iPhone, here's a tablet mm-hmm. or something. And we just can't. It's our children. Look, there's, there's an epidemic internationally, but there's an epidemic in the U.S. I was just sharing with the guys. We've got 133 girls in Dallas, Texas that we're trying to place that has been rescued. This is an epidemic in every zip code in the nation because it's sex. Yeah. And porn feeds it. And you look, it's, it's, a, it's a catastrophe. But people don't want to know because it's so, it's so heavy. Mm-hmm. But that's why it exists, right? And so we do need to tackle it. And that's why I want to bring it back into the home. A kid cannot get sex out at school. Mm-hmm. Not today. Mm-hmm. That's a disaster, right? Yeah. We've got to have these conversations in the house. There is a wolf out there. Train these young women. I was sharing with the guys. There's not a single feminist group in the nation that's fighting child sex trafficking. But 97% of the victims are girls. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it's because they just go, hey, that's ugly. And it says, yeah, sure. So it will keep on existing right? until we really tackle it and go, we're going to talk. And look, I, you know, my faith is everything for me, right? Yeah. And it's not even discussed in the church. The church looks at it and goes, sex trafficking, children, come on. The youngest victim we've rescued in this country was two years old. That's incredible. When you see these images, you can talk to guys like Tim Ballard. It changes you forever, right? Yeah. I mean, so you can't, we can't ignore it. We, and thank you for bringing it up here. Yeah. We have to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, a, it's an, uncomfortable, uh, an uncomfortable conversation to, to have, but one that is so necessary. And, you know, I appreciate you uh, for what you're doing to bring attention to it. You know, we obviously, Glenn uh, tries to yes, bring a does. lot of attention no, Glenn's to a it champion. as well. He's a champion and guy. And like the new Falkirk Center at Liberty University that really says we're going to put a stamp down for things that are good. Glenn does incredible work. I mean, Mercury One... You know, and, and the tentacles from Glenn's universe, mm-hmm. right, that, that spreads out, has made this issue 
a real issue, right? Yeah. And it's supporting a lot of people. But the American public needs to join the fight. You know, you talk about uh, feminists and how they aren't, they're just completely silent on this issue. And it kind of, you see that a lot on the left. When you talk about feminists and you talk about, you know, say LGBTQ, uh, yeah. all of the other n- letters that I didn't mention. Um, you see them and how they are so quick to coddle Iran. And you're like, do do you know that, like, they would throw our children you... Are being, our children are being raped in this country, and they're over there. You'll be in jail, beheaded. Yeah, you're the, like, yeah. they would throw you off of a building. You want rights? You want rights? There's no rights. Yeah, it just seems like all, all of these uh, special interest groups and agendas that we're seeing pop up on the left, just like, it's like they are, there's no self-awareness on... They have how things, yeah, 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 on how things are outside of their bubble. They have anti-gay laws in Iran. Yeah, anti-gay laws in Iran, punishable by death. Absolutely. And we've they 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 brag about this. The the equivalent of their Secretary of State, I think it was last year, said, "Of course we do that." He said, "It's our moral responsibility to kill gay people." Yeah. But then you'll have people to like Lynn's. right. Yeah. And yeah. then but then you'll have people like Rose McGowan. Basically, you right. can tell she was crying while yeah. she was tweeting out, you know, this love for Iran and yeah. sorry. You know, and calling our country a terrorist regime. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Or you'll have people like Leonard Sarsour who will praise Sharia, but then lead the women's march. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, look, look, this is the freest, greatest nation on earth. I've been fortunate to live all over Africa, Europe, Canada. Canada, we can talk about socially. We can talk about Canada. <laughs> this is the greatest nation on earth. And unfortunately, and I want to say Hollywood, I don't mean the place, you know, Santa Monica, th- that, that mindset, right? It's so hypocritical. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, it's like, like George Clooney saying, you know, walls are evil. And I'm literally outside his house in L.A. And he's got a 40-foot hedge. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> Never said hedges were evil. Oh, oh right. <laughs> I, I also, Maybe we build a hedge on the side of the That's what we need. Grow some greens. <laughs> I, I think I read, uh, what was it, yesterday that Bernie Sanders is now going to be taking private jets uh, to his some of his campaign because to be self-conditioned I guess but it's like but I thought that private jets were bad yeah, there goes the green deal and there yeah. goes emissions and global warming and it's so uh-oh. frustrating what about the health condition the of the planet yeah Come on. There you go. your health more condition important than that thank you <laughs> but it's like when, when you know Barack Obama was uh, killed by our military but under the presidency of uh, excuse me Osama bin Laden was did I say Barack Obama? yeah I was like whoa what did this happen <laughs> that's a terrible tragedy breaking, breaking news, news. <laughs> Uh, so uh, when Osama bin Laden was killed, uh, when Barack Obama was president yeah. by our military, and a lot of people said, oh, Barack Obama killed Osama bin Laden, there's plenty to criticize about the way that went down and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the moronic points by people like Joe Biden, who said it was the toughest decision in 500 years. But you know what we did as a country? We celebrated. Yeah. Republicans, conservatives. Uh, yeah, I, I had a beer on the air. And I said, with yeah, it. Thank yes. God. You know, and I think it's, 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 it's totally different here. Here's another guy who's, I mean, look, we, Osama bin Laden did a lot of different things. Um, but uh, when it comes down to, uh, you know, when you think about 9-11, you're thinking about 3,000 people. I mean, how many thousands of people did, did uh, Soleimani was he responsible for? We know it was 600 American troops. Uh, it was thousands uh, wounded. It was thousands and thousands of people in that region. This is a guy who was on the level of, of an Osama bin Laden type of figure. He wasn't oh, as well known. Well, he didn't yeah. have the name recognition. Yeah. Yes. But that doesn't mean that doesn't his, mean his actions are any less, you know, vile. Right. Yeah. And you look at, you know, the, the style of, of sort of terrorism here was a difference. Like when I, you know, 
you know, ISIS was much more personal, right? Like they're putting people in cages and on camera and you're watching these terrible, terrible things. So Lamama was, was the same way. I mean, you had like you're drilling holes through children's legs and mm-hmm. torturing them. Where like Osama bin Laden was more for the big sort of spectacle, both evil in their own uh, sort of separate way. But like uh, it's very American and the, the American people came together behind Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Even though we thought a lot of his policies sucked, we said, you know what, on that day and, and, and this act, and yeah, mm-hmm. bipartisan praise. I'm glad it happened. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't know. That seems to be gone. Now, there's a lot of, like, uh, theorizing that this is just, like, we're now so partisan that there's no, those moments don't happen anymore. If, if a Democratic president came in right now, all the, all the people on the right wouldn't be the same way. I, I disagree with that. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, so. No, I, just look at actions. And it def- always measure the fruit. Mm-hmm. Are we lobbing projectiles in the streets of the United States? Are mm-hmm. we setting police cars on fire? Are mm-hmm. we burning the flag? Right. Which to me is is insane. I'm an immigrant. Mm. I bleed red, white, and blue. You don't understand how much I love this country. The privilege to sit at this table for my kids to be Americans, born American. You know, there's no, I can't explain to you what an honor it is to be an American. And I know I'm speaking to Americans, but I wasn't born here. Mm-hmm. And it, I get violently angry when I see somebody disrespect our police force or our military or burning the flag. I mean... Unacceptable, mm-hmm. Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable, right? Come on. Uh, all right, let's move on to something a little lighter before we have to go. Are, is everyone here at the table familiar with the um, musician Lizzo? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There she is. Yes. Oh, so. no. I don't know who that no. is. No. <laughs> Lizzo. So um, my most recent... Uh, encounter in the news with Lizzo was when I saw that she had gone to a Lakers game and oh, yeah. wore, now you know, now know, and wore pants that like didn't have a back mm-hmm. and turned around and was shaking her behind for everyone and their families to see at the yeah. Lakers game. Very classy. Mm, at a family event. Yes, very, very classy broad. Uh, so Jillian <laughs> Michaels, fitness expert Jillian Michaels, was on uh, with, I believe it was BuzzFeed, giving an interview, and somehow they got to the topic of body positivity, Lizzo, uh, and celebrating... Uh, bodies. Here is what Jillian Michaels said that she is in very, very deep, deep hot water for. Watch. I don't know anything about her. I'm sure she's a cool, awesome chick. Yeah, and I love that they're putting images out there that we normally don't get to see of bodies that we don't get to see being celebrated. And um, why are we celebrating her body? Why does it matter? That's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't we celebrating her music? Because it isn't going to be awesome if she gets diabetes. Well, I want to ask you, I'm just being honest, like, I love her music, like, my kid loves her music, but there's never a moment where I'm like, and I'm so glad that she's uh, uh, overweight, like, why do we, why do I even care? Like, why is it my job to care about her weight? Oh, thank you, Jillian <laughs> yeah. Michaels. Right. They've already asked her uh, to apologize for it. And I want to... For caring about her health? For fat yes. shaming, body <laughs> shaming. For fat shaming, yeah, yeah. body shaming. You're not allowed to do that now. Uh, you know, she science be damned. Doing. No, she no, wasn't. She was not uh, doing But I was pretty impressed with her remarks whenever she was asked to apologize. Here is what she had to say. Here's what I'm going to say to you. I'm a health expert. For decades, I have said repeatedly that your weight and your size have no bearing or merit on your value, your beauty, your worth, your ability. Where it does have relevance is your health. Of course. And to pretend that it doesn't is not only irresponsible, it's dangerous, and it's just not a lie I'm willing to tell because it's politically correct, man. Nice. Oh, Good for her. I love her. I 
love her. Well, it's just common sense. It is. It is. I mean, it, and well, and as you pointed out, she was not body shaming at no, all. But not. what the person said, what the host said was, it's so great to see her body being celebrated. Yeah, I don't Jillian then said, why are we celebrating her body? Right. She's a musician. Right, right. <laughs> Celebrate the music. It's like saying, you know what, Pete Sampras, man, he had some cool curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a pretty good tennis player. What about the tennis? Did you see the hair? I mean, come on, man. But, I mean, this is the left again, just yes. twisting and spinning things because they want sizzle out of Everything it. is a social construct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you're, not allowed, you're not allowed to say that obesity, you know, is the leading cause of death in this country. You're not allowed to say that uh, it makes you more prone to heart disease, stroke, diabetes, cancer. You're not allowed to say any of these things that we know to be true because, uh, I don't know, uh, obesity is a social construct. Everything yeah, is a social construct. Of course. I mean, like, I, I, this is one of these things where I think, in reality, no one is offended by what she said. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things that you, you can detect by watching it that you're supposed to be upset for some reason. But in reality, everyone knows what she's saying is accurate. Obesity is not a healthy thing. Uh, it's not something... I mean, just the idea of of celebrating someone's body, right? Like, Period. if they're good-looking, you get in trouble for that, right? right? Like, if, if, if uh, that's like that's me a Me Too me violation, too right? Yeah. Um, you know, I guess but, but when they're overweight, because uh, we're all supposed to come together and say, like, how beautiful it is, and like you know, look, you could have your, you could do what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is America. You're gonna, you, you want to, you want to be, uh, you know, if you want to eat like me, you can eat like me. It's not a good idea. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm fat shame myself. Uh, it's a, you shouldn't do it. It's a terrible, terrible but idea. Then celebrate the fact that she's a confident woman. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Celebrate the fact that you know she doesn't feel like she needs to fit into the mold. Yes. yes. That you, that's fine. Absolutely. And you know, that's what you celebrate. But right. The, but the leading was celebrate her body. Her and body, then Jillian yeah. says, well, what, why? You know, yeah. Hey, <laughs> by the way. It's not healthy for you. She actually cared about the girl. Yeah. Exactly, and, exactly. And like Pete Sampras, how you pointed out, yeah. you know, I am tired of being objectified for my huge, just fully, full well, we had a commercial. <laughs> we had a commercial more than earlier. That's right. Look at me like a piece of meat because of my hair. I'm like, come on. You know, I know it's fabulous. I know, meat. right? I, I know. Meat. How do you tell that people are not on, what's it called? Keeps. It's like keeps. 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 Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, we need to get you some. It, it works for The Rock. It'll work for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yesterday's poll question. Do you... Sus- oh, this is kind of irrelevant at this point. Do you suspect foul play in the, I fatal, do. I strongly in the fatal do. crash of the Ukrainian plane? I think, that, I think they may have shot that plane down. I'll play. I'll go play. to my go to my Twitter account and tell me if it, that might influence that. Oh, this is all oh, we already it voted was, on this. Yeah, it was yesterday's yeah. poll. Oh no, it's no doubt. This was they they shot this plane down. No doubt. Well, this is just in Jason's opinion. Just after, my after opinion. seeing the missile, when you see a surface air missile <laughs> flying at the airplane. <laughs> then ask, is it a missile? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or is it a late Santa? A lightning know? bug. Is it a lightning <laughs> bug? We're talking today about how it would be the ultimate job right now. It would be the Alex Jones of Iran. Oh, or like, you came out right after, like, I shot this thing down. I know the government did it. And then, like, the next day, like, oh, crap, there's a video. They actually did it. <laughs> God, like, you have the ultimate credibility. Uh, today's poll, does the mainstream media want us to go to war with Iran? Hmm. Interesting question there. Does the mainstream media want us to go to war with Iran? Oh, this is perplexing. Because I, I, I knew we were going to get, at one point we were to potentially talk about the Mike Lee thing today. And it's yeah. Like, it's so it's like it's your head spinning because the people who like Trump are criticizing Lee today for standing up for Trump's position, 
which is I don't want to go to endless wars in the Middle East. Like he ran on that position. And then people in his administration who are more hawkish than both Trump and Lee are apparently on the side of Trump. It's like you can't even keep it straight anymore. Yeah. You know, like I, that's why it's nice to just go back to the Constitution and not worry about what uh, team you're supposed amen. to be on. Is that yes. great? Yes. Const, Consta what? Yeah, I, I'll have yeah. to. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, but it's, <laughs> I think it's French. I, French. I taught my four-year-old and I said, Dad, tell me a story, a bedtime story. I said, let me tell you about a boat. I love it. My wife was standing by the door and, she, and I told her about the Mayflower. Yeah. Meeting, and yeah. at the end of it, my four-year-old said, Dad, is that a true story? I said, yes, baby. Mm. Oh, I love that. Um, I don't think the mainstream media wants anything other than to just demonize Trump. I don't think they I don't yeah. I, they can't but see like, farther how do you than do that. it in this situation. Right. Like if you they're accusing Trump of being pro-war. Right. right. How, at the same time, they seem to be wanting to goad him into war by say, like by criticizing him the way that they are. Like, if you know, if you. If you actually wanted to stop a war, right, you, you, one way to do it is to, is to praise Trump for ha- showing restraint here. Absolutely. Right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, wow, Trump came through, praise but it. they can't do no. it. That's illegal. This in is why they can't world. help me fight sex trafficking on the border, because no. the second they admit that a child, a one child, has come across the border mm-hmm. and being trafficked, then they have to uh, fall in line with uh, we need border protection. Uh, so they will not help me on the border. Not one of them. Unbelievable. Because they wow. will not say, hey, we actually need a system. So it's that whole thing also, uh, careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because, yes, they would go, hey, war would be really good, man. That could, he, he could really mess it up. Have you thought about that? Yeah, that's not a good outcome <laughs> for anybody. Right? No, yeah. they haven't. No. They were literally just chugging pasta to the wall, and, and uh, it's backfiring. I, I appreciate your use of the word pasta there. Mm. And not. I'm now hungry, but other words. <laughs> All right, let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for being Thank here. You. Especially, did, was it fun? Did you like it? This is amazing. Okay. Uh, this is the best roundtable ever. That's what we say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the... you're coming back now. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> This is not work. Right? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.